close your eyes. Imagine your favorite bar. Envision a perfect drink in your hand. You're sitting alone until a friendly stranger sits next to you and with a wink raises their glass to you. Over the course of the next hour, you chat, laugh, and drink in their story before parting ways with a smile on your face. This is A Toast and a Tale. Hello, and welcome to A Toast and a Tale. I'm your host, Marissa Rothermel, and joined tonight by a good friend of mine, Nicole Thayer from upstate New York. And I had the pleasure of actually seeing her, oh, a week ago. There was a wedding in between, so I don't I don't really know. The days <laughs> are all Friday. blurring together. It was last Friday. Friday. So yeah, it was like five days at most. Uh, it feels like years ago already, though. You go on enough airplanes, you do enough stuff, and you sleep so little that (laughs) time loses all meaning and uh i'm just super here i'm super yeah super here super excited to have you here tonight and as you just saw right before we got started i am showing up tonight with my uh grown-up juice box it is not a box that's a capri it's a bag (laughs) it's a capri don't lie to your listeners (laughs) it's true it is it is a cocktail in a bag friends okay uh i we desperately need to go booze shopping here and the and Casa de Rothermel. Uh, and so I've had this thing kicking around. It is a frozen, like throw in the freezer and leave until you want to drink it, Kenya Colada. And you just let it unfreeze and start thawing. And you stick a giant straw in it. And I have never had one of these before, so it could be trash. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna check it out tonight. So that sounds Let's... so much like it real quick. That sounds so much like the uh the emergency drink it's like you put it in the freezer and you forget about it but then that day that day we are like mama needs a drink it's 100 <laughs> percent that ready it's 100 percent that i've got the pina colada this time and i, I know that there is a hurricane version of this also Ooh. but you know i don't think i want to drink the hurricane cocktail until after hurricane season because in oh. my head i'm like oh is that just inviting trouble maybe it is am i messing with the universe be like oh hurricanes are fine here come along I mean, pina coladas are the perfect, just about the perfect happy place drink. Really, They really are. They really are. And I've got so much excitement for this one that I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to (laughs) be let down right now. But whatever. It's still pineapple and coconut. I can't complain that way. Can't go that wrong. That's right. Exactly. Well, we're going to talk about your drink in just a hot second, but we'll start with round one. And that is, who are you and what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, goodness. So I am Nicole Thayer. Do, do I talk about my job here? Do I don't know. know. Whatever no, I, you want to talk about. Do. This is your show. All right, fine. Um, I'm Nicole Thayer. I am a video game designer. Uh, I live in upstate New York with my husband and my beautiful son who's 10 months old. I Three words to describe myself. I would say, I mean, this is going to be so, so braggy. Um, but I would say creative. Thank you very much. Um, I would say <laughs> since the birth of my son, I would say anxious <laughs> and, and, um, three words to describe myself, creative, anxious, and, um, curious all Ooh, the time. I like that. Curious but... all the time. Honestly, I'm used to be anxious. Not really. Like insecure at times. Sure. Sure. But not that constant level <laughs> that you're like, this is anxiety. Not since my son was born. Yeah, Something that yeah, goes yeah. off in the brain, like, oh, no, I have to worry about this for everything, everything. And it's funny because the things that my husband and I worry about are completely different, right? Taylor worries about like, oh, his breathing sounds wheezy. Is the medicine working, right? Because he had RSV recently. And I worry about like, oh, he's been making one syllable for a while. Like, did we screw (laughs) up and we haven't talked to him enough for a bit or something? Like, did we teach him wrong? Is he weird now because of something we did? Like, is he sleeping too much? Like the dumb stuff is what I'm just constantly anxious about. Oh, oh my goodness. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Oh, you stop have nothing. It. No, you you are. You absolutely are. You're raising a beautiful little boy and little nothing. Yeah, you know what? Good point. You are <laughs> He's huge. You are raising a tiny tank. <laughs> and I could really just drop the word tiny rectangle. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sentient rectangle. That's fantastic. 
Uh, yeah, he is. He is a beast of a boy and he is just wonderful. He's such mm. a cute kid. But you're doing a great job. And then Love anxiety it. does start going away. I promise. I I, I, for, it does. For me, for me, it's it took about 20 months. At, mm. 20, at 20 halfway months. halfway through. Yeah, you are. At about 20 months, I was kind of like, you're fine now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or or once they get, you know, a couple a couple words or just show, mm. you know, that they're they're indicating, you know, intent to communicate it, you know, your worry definitely does start easing up. And well, then you find good. different things to worry about. But oh, great. <laughs> well, you're so used to worrying at that point and or having that anxious feeling. You're like, oh, my God, should I should I worry that I'm not worried? Right. Right. Am I not, am I not fearful enough of the future? Does that make me a bad parent? Because shouldn't I be worried even more? I've totally had that thought. And then Taylor's like, let's just calm down. <laughs> so what are you drinking? I am drinking, oh God, I think it's like a Lazy Perton's Manhattan. Okay. I haven't made this in ages, but I was like, I'm going to make an actual cocktail for this instead of just my usual, which would be gin or whiskey over ice. But this is um whiskey with aperol and far too much bitters because i really love bitters and i'm pretty sure that's like a black manhattan or something but it is your listeners gonna be like no absolutely not i thought black manhattan had something something that made it black but maybe it's just a lot of bitters i don't know i'm gonna have to look that up how is it it's good no it's good i really like brown with herb um it's that's what it's I mean it's pretty much the only cocktail this mix that I ever make like I just can't be asked usually to make that's why I like to hang out with you because you <laughs> had all the ingredients and you actually took the time to make stuff where I was like do I want to drink yes is it wine no okay is it whiskey or gin pretty much over ice and that was that was all the thought I ever put into it is it the yes. nice whiskey or the not so nice whiskey and that's that's all it is so that's this is, fair. This is three ingredients and that's all I do. <laughs> I love a three ingredient cocktail. I really do. Those are those are some of my favorites. Yeah, um, I am going to be sipping it slowly because <laughs> uh, I have not drank very much since my son was born. I didn't drink it all before that for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm a I am a, a bit more of a lightweight these I days, am huh? A real lightweight now. I have wow. noticed that the last few days go and drink with people. And I'm like, oh, one gin and tonic will do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What happened to me? I didn't have that happen. Uh I guess that probably is a little more revealing than I need to be. <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay. I'm secure in who I am. Uh yep, not a lightweight. Nope, not at all. Uh so where are you living now and where have you lived before? I'm currently in uh, upstate New York, just out, just a little bit outside of Albany, like 20 minutes outside of Albany, where I've lived before, a couple of different places. I Most of my life, I grew up in um, New Hampshire. Before that was Massachusetts, both fairly, not actually rural, but if you do a draw of suburban to rural, more poke in that direction, lots and lots of woods. And so that's what's really nice about my current house, actually, is it, as if you go 20 seconds in either direction is very suburban so it's lots of stuff which is nice but our actual house is completely insulated by woods so like I don't see my neighbors who are lovely but I don't see them which I like I don't see any of the infrastructure it feels very much like I'm just out in the mountains or something even though I'm not actually which maybe someday but not yet that is legitimately one of the things that we miss the most from uh, living in upstate New York was the ability, like especially our previous home, had a nice section of woods behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No longer. We have a house behind us and we have a house on either side. And but you know, you are our like, dogs what, know 10 minutes from the beach. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. complaining by any means, but not living near woods, mm. it's a big adjustment because I guess yeah. I always had and I never realized that I always had. Until I walked out in my backyard, I'm like, oh, hello, neighbor to the back. Hello, neighbor to the left. Hello, neighbor to the right. I can hear your conversations. (laughs) Oh, awkward and also interesting. Yeah, it can be very fascinating, especially if one of them's having a house party or something to that effect. I have learned a great many things, for sure. (laughs) Oh, really? So that's that's kind of the... That's kind of the balance, right? Like I love going up to my in-laws' house. They live up in the middle of northern Vermont and they've got nothing by them Mm. pretty much right and so you go out there 
and the air feels wonderful and there's more animals and bird song and the mountains and it just feels very refreshing and very correct but then you're like how close is it to the grocery store how close is it that there's no takeout at all, right? They're like 40 minutes to the nearest hospital, which oh, I'm no. very much more aware of after having a son, you know what I mean? And it's like, those are the the balances. Like, do you want the infrastructure? That comes with people. Right. So you got to figure out there's an in-between there somewhere. There is an in-between. And I don't, I definitely always lean infrastructure first, though, when I have the opportunity to run away for a weekend where it's quiet and like you said, bird songs and nature, I'm all about it. We we just, yeah, we just went up to, sorry, I keep interrupting you. You're fine. Um, We just went up to, they have a cabin up by Lake Champlain, like way at the Northern tip, a North Euro and beautiful, again, very insulated. There's a couple of, of restaurants and small, you know, small town up by it and it's really nice and ironically we go up there and I know it's September but we were hoping for like a little bit of summer and it was like rainy in 50s the entire time we were there but it was still a great time um and so you do have we do have that you know what I mean going up there and they spend all summer there like they have someone that house fits looks after the plants they bring the cats up which was interesting to see how that went went fine (laughs) wow (laughs) some adjustment but it's okay I don't, Uh, I can't think of many people who travel with their cats. I mean, it makes sense if they're going up for months at a time, but you know, I just never having really had a cat. I mean, a couple months here and there. Some travel better than others. Yeah. Like like what we would love to do is actually like, we're talking about renovating because it's a very old set of buildings. There's like a main house and I say this quotes um, and then two cabins and then like two sheds. And these were all built in, I'm not kidding, like like the 1920s. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. So the footprint is very particular. It's way too close to the water. You would never be allowed <laughs> to build this anymore, um, which we love. But what they're talking, we're talking about doing is maybe retrofitting like one of the, what the ice house, because it was actually an ice house when it was first built, which is bananas, into something that's insulated and has like room for say computers so we could go up all summer too and stay there and work you know and the grandparents play with the boy um but i'm like taylor we have four cats <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of cats it's to a move. lot of cats to suddenly move up when there's already two. Oh <laughs> my like, gosh that'd be a lot of cats um uh, so that's it you know that's a that's a hurdle we'll have to overcome at some point because the you know it's not even ready for us yet. But yeah, yeah. But what a cool what a cool opportunity for Wouldn't your that kid. Be dope? Yeah. That would be really cool. Though if it does happen while you have six cats, I want video of this. Please. Oh Chris, <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. We have yeah six cats with very different personalities, right? Right. Like, say what people are like. Oh, cats. Okay, so no, cats have personalities, and they are very big personalities, and it would be an event. <laughs> it would be an event. Yes, it would. And they're all different ages too, if I recall. Some yes, older cats, some yes. younger cats. Yeah. I wonder where the nearest vet is up there because that's way out there. Oh, it's same thing. It's like half an hour. Oof, you know what nope. I mean? And that's the thing near us. I have three emergency vets within 10 minutes of me, <laughs> which I have had to use. Yep, yep. So having that option is is fantastic yeah it's nice when I visit my grandparents uh the ones in New York um it's the same thing where you're you're 25 to 30 minutes to the nearest grocery store and I think every single time that I go there I ask how do you live like this (laughs) (laughs) it takes like all morning to go grocery shopping and it takes all morning for me to go grocery shopping but I'm visiting three different grocery stores some of the time like not every time that's insane that's devotion. But, I don't. Well, I'm like, what's the, the closest? There's the co-op that has like fruits and vegetables that are local. There's Hannaford that has everything I actually need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Like beans for 99 cents instead of $3. And then there's the other co-op that's right by Peter's daycare. Then I'm like, okay, well, I'll stop there. Oh, shit, I need it. Like, again, I don't go to three places often because that is bananas. But sometimes when I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I should shop local. And I should put effort into being better about my community. Then I'll ruin any, any carbon deficiency I do by going local, like driving multiple places. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I guess you are kind of negating it a little bit if you're driving around, you know, who knows? Yeah, no, me neither. So how did you end up in Albany? 
Did you move out for work? I did move out for work. I graduated college and went home to my parents and just started applying places. Um, and the only place that I ever heard back from was this place called Vicarious Visions, which is down in Albany and got a internship, TEA position is what we called them. And they had 10 days pretty much. And, and they were like, yeah, can you start like September 15th, I think. And it was September 5th. And I, I mean, I was, this was like the only place and I was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm getting a job. So I didn't even think about it. I was like, yep, I can start then. And then I went downstairs and my mom was watching TV and I was like, mom, I got a thing. Wait, I need to be there by the 15th. And she was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, she was like, huge congratulations. Obviously she's like, okay, we got to get to work. We need to find you a place to live. <laughs> we need to get you there. <laughs> like there's work to do suddenly, sweetie. And I've been here ever since. I'm actually working for a different company now. Vicarious Visions was part of Activision. They got brought into the blizzard, uh, was there for a couple of years. And now I'm working for a startup that is out in, oh goodness, out in California somewhere. I'm not actually sure what part of California it's in. It's terrible. Um, but it's a startup called Moonshot, which is part of a startup called Dreamhaven, like sister companies. Um, and we're doing the remote thing, man. Pandemic made it possible. And yeah. We're seeing how it goes. Yeah, no, I, you know, also embracing remote le or remote learning life. I totally relate mm -hmm. to that. It's, uh, not something I think, you know, if we look back five years ago, we ever would have thought that Never. was possible. Um, and it's funny because, you know, now kids get out of school or get out of college and they're saying, well, why do I have to move? I could just well, work from here. It's <laughs> interesting. Some are and some aren't like, and it's, it's, this is kind of the, the interesting, but also the difficulty of it, right? Like the people that will thrive with remote work, I think are largely people like me. I've been in the industry for over 10 years. I don't require as much interpersonal support to get my work done right. as someone that's junior or new and the people that are most in need of people like me like the people that need to be able to turn their chair and be like hey senior person please you know what do you think of this look at sober give me your advice help me solve this bug they're the ones that are more willing to go in a lot of the time because they've never had that office culture, that studio culture, mm -hmm. which I mean, I was excited by when I first sure. started. I was like, the, I remember the first meeting I went to and I was legitimately excited because I was like, oh my God, it's like, it's real. Look at this. I'm going to a meeting <laughs> in yep. a studio with like developers. I did it. I did it, dad. And my dad is like, yep. And you were going to get bored of that. <laughs> so <laughs> like, fast. Really quickly. But like, <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed some people for Moonshot and they actually, they were doing the hybrid thing, but they were like, oh no, I want to come in because they're graduating college. They've done remote college for the past two years. Oh, yeah. and they're like, I want that in-person experience. And luckily we're doing hybrid. So there are people that they can just, because it's so much easier for new people. And I experienced this when I had remote interns working with me it's so they're so much more willing to ask for help and all they have to do is turn and look at you like it takes so much more effort for them to skype you or zoom you or whatever and not because they're lazy it's because they're nervous they're like i don't yeah. want to be a bother and it's like dude i'm at my computer <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> you're not bothering me that's what i'm here for so it's interesting i think a lot of people obviously me big ups on the remote stuff but it's going to be an interesting balance for the people that need to be in studio versus actually don't. Yeah. And like what, I don't know, like, you know, we'll see how that works. See how it all works out in the yeah. long term, right? For now, yeah. you know, embrace it, roll with it and uh, see what happens. Yeah. But that's awesome. Uh, so how about a high point in your life or something you are personally proud of? So I think a high point in my life, I mean, a big high point in my life was when I, this is going to sound so cheesy, but it is so cheesy, but like a, a big high point in my life was when I got my job at Vicarious Visions and, and not even like, um, like the full time, that was huge, right? Because the, there's a lot of stress being a temporary worker, no doubt, but I have this vivid memory of one actually missing the call <laughs> for when they offered me the position because I didn't have my phone oh, no. because I had just done the final interview. I didn't expect to hear back the yeah. same day or the next day, right? I think it was the next day. And so I checked my phone randomly. Right? I'm like, oh, oh God, no, I 
think I called back and they were totally cool about it. But hearing them giving me an offer that was real, you know, I was going to go down. And because until it actually happens, there's there's such a a, a, a dread that it was all for naught. You know what I mean? You went yeah. to college, you got your degree, you want this field. Because that was the thing, I have a degree in game design. It is not transferable easily to other fields. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, this is, I, there is an industry that I want to get into. And I was told for four years how difficult it is to actually do. And, and then it happened. And I remember my look on my dad's face when I told him he got home from work and I told him I had a position and I was like, you know, going to be moving out, doing it. He was just so proud. Mom was already, you know, looking for apartments for me. <laughs> and it just felt so affirming. Do you know what I mean? Like I did it. I did it and it's happening. And now it's been 10 plus years and I still have insecurities <laughs> you know, about, <laughs> oh God, am I actually good at this? And then I'll have days where I was like, hell yeah, I am good at this. That was a good day. I'm good at my job. And I'll literally walk over to my husband who's also remote and I'll be like, Taylor, God damn, I'm good at my job. And you'll be like, yep, I know it. And I was like, yeah, I'll go back to work. Um, That's awesome. But it's just such a high point of actually doing the thing that you put four years of effort into into doing you know what I mean and then this is completely left field but uh think about insecurities and something I'm proud of so I live in a place on a street with a lot of people that are retired Mm -hmm. and as such they have a lot of time to work on their gardens and I love gardening and their gardens are beautiful and mine is not and I know (laughs) intrinsically (laughs) That as someone that works full time and has a 10 month old, it is not expected of me to have gardens of the same level of quality as these people who could, if they wanted to spend eight hours a day, seven days a week working on them. And I know that, but it's, you know, you're you're biking and you walk up the hill or whatever, and you look over and you're like, oh my God, look at these works of artistry. And then you see your house and you're like, oh, but, but, uh, one of my gardens this summer, it's coming along. It's not there yet, but I had a moment where I was like, well, hot damn, you don't suck. <laughs> you look pretty darn good, you know? And I've, I've gotten some tips and tricks that I've figured out about making a better outdoor garden that's that's pulling in some serious ups. So that, now what it. kind of garden are you, are you creating? Are you, is it a vegetable garden or a flower? Garden no, or? it's a flower garden. I have a place for a vegetable garden, but I didn't add vegetables in time. So I just filled it with annuals because they look pretty for a long time. Um, no, it's a, it's a, it's an exceptionally large flower garden that I vastly underestimated how much flowers go into <laughs> An amount of dirt that I cleared. Because that was the thing. When we moved into this house four years ago, it was completely overgrown. It was an absolute disaster. And I just clear cut this big old swath of brush. That actually used to be a garden, which is kind of rewarding. Because it's like, oh, look, I'm bringing it back. Um, But yeah, I cleared this huge swath of land. And I've just been very slowly filling it, refilling it, putting stuff down, realizing I don't like it, you know. We have that friend, Josh, he's got a degree in uh, ornamental horticulture. And uh, he's like, you're supposed to plan gardens for like the next five years. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't plan gardens for tomorrow. Like I just, I, I have no plans for this stuff. I put stuff down, I found it's pretty. And then a few years later, I'm like, oh, it didn't work though. Shit, all right, we gotta redo it. Um, but it's finally coming together. Like I've learned some lessons and I just looked at it the other day and I was like, hot damn. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah, That's an you. achievement. It's a small That's... thing, but it brings me joy. Oh, it's it's fascinating to hear for me to hear that you have any kind of hesitation in confidence about anything plant related. <laughs> because you are, you know, our so plant person. If yeah. there is a plant question, you are the person that we call first. <laughs> <laughs> but I have lots of in this the difference between your indoor plants that you just you buy and they're green and they're beautiful and you can move them wherever versus trying to create. I mean, it's like level design in video games, except that I can't just scale things or delete them and move them over. Like it, it takes, you know, I filled a space and I was like, sweet. And then I see someone else's garden that's been settled for seven years and it's full and interesting height differences and leaf types and color gradations. And I'm like, wow, 
when will mine look like that? And they're like, well, I started 20 years ago. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but I want it to look that good now. Right. <laughs> I'm on my computer, it's instant. <laughs> and that's why you went into graphic design. <laughs> and that, yep. That's why I went into video games instead of, well, I didn't know. I didn't really think of that. At first, I wanted to be an illustrator because I liked to draw, but show us what I know. <laughs> Well, you certainly have more talent in uh, plants, illustration, and designing anything oh, than I do. So please. I have lots of admi admiration you. for you, for sure. So we've talked about some high points. How about a challenge in your life that you've overcome? Hmm. A challenge in my life that I've overcome. I am bad at confrontation. I like to pretend that I'm good at confrontation. I'm really good at the arguments in your head. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, which is bad, by the way. Because I have arguments with, let's just say, my husband in my head, and they are witty, and the repertoire is awful, and he says things he would never say in real life, and I just work myself up into a terrible frenzy every time until I realize that that's a mistake and I need to calm down. <laughs> but in terms of actual confrontation, I am terrible, and I wimp out most of the time. But like over the years at work, I've, I've had to not had to, I've taken, I've taken the opportunity to go into more leadership roles where I'm actually in charge of people and the work that they're doing and making sure they're getting the work done on time or in the direction that we need to go or what have you. And it has forced me to have uncomfortable conversations. And it, it has been, I'm just thinking of a number of, a number of instances where it's kind of like, you know, I let this go on too long and now it's looking bad. And I know it usually takes us more, it has to look bad on me before mm -hmm. I'll actually start to do it. I'm trying to be quicker. <laughs> but uncomfortable conversations are uncomfortable, man. Like you don't mm -hmm. want to do that, especially when, you know, you work with people that you like. But um, like we just had some people that are coming out and what a first world problem this is, but we had some people come out and they're working on our front patio and there were some problems with it. And I was like, I could just not say anything and then pay them for their work. And then we'll just have a crappier, but fixed <laughs> patio. And I was like, or I could do the actual adult thing and point out the flaws and have a conversation about what we need to do about that. You know, and honestly, having a son, not a son, having a child has kind of also pushed me to be better about confrontation because I'm thinking about like, you know, like what would, like, I gotta be a mom now man like I need Peter needs someone in his corner right yeah, my mom did that for me yeah. a number of times she would get flaming mad at people for me and you know come and be mama bear in the corner I was like Peter's gonna need that and I mean hopefully he doesn't but Peter might need that in right. which case I need to actually be able to do that in which case I need practice <laughs> so we're gonna start with the patio so guy. we're gonna start with the patio guy or <laughs> you know my coworker who's not getting the work done or or what have you and what's funny, and this is going to sound weird, but what's funny is I find it easier to sort of, it's like you're role playing instead of actually doing it where you're like, I am the character of Mama Bear. What would Mama <laughs> Bear do here? And that feels, I mean, it sounds really silly, but it kind of really It's a works. good strategy. Where That's great. Like, what would she do? I got to do that. Okay. Well, Mama Bear wouldn't take no shit. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I haven't had any big moments where that's had to happen yet, but again, in my head, it's worked great. <laughs> so that I love that a little, a little role-playing strategy to get you to uh, kind of take on the tougher challenges. I mean, that's. Fake it till you make it, man. Oh man. Do I live by that saying all the time? <laughs> that's a tattoo I really should have. Um, but in uh, crisis management and things that you go through uh, de-escalation training, that kind of stuff in special education, you do a ton of role play because oh, yeah. if you are uh, comfortable in, in kind of doing it in pretend and you've practiced it, even in a, in a role play scenario, you are that much more prepared for when it actually happens. So, you know, keep on, keep on practicing. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> Your mama bear will be totally ready to come out when she's totally ready. ready. So ready. <laughs> That's wonderful. Do you you should draw a picture of your uh, your mama bear at some point. Seeing as you are a, a quite the good illustrator, you know oh, you should uh, you. have a little power character. <laughs> gotta gotta draw my OC. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great. Wear a tiny T-shirt. It's got a plant on it. 
It'd be yes, cool. Yes, of course. <laughs> it keeps your mama bear grounded, you know? So how about something unexpected about you or that few people know about you? Oh, something few people know about me. See, I want to say something cool. Like I make my own gin or that I'm a painter because I don't actually show people that stuff very often. Um, Those are very cool things. They are very cool things. Thank you very much. It is very cool. It's not why I do it, but I like the fact that it is cool when I do it. And I don't know. I wonder, I guess I'm feeling very, very um, self-aware about it right now, but I am. So I'm a very naturally loud, boisterous, powerful personality kind of kind of person. And I'm willing to bet, just thinking about the people I interact with, the mostly coworkers, and I'm willing to bet that people would be surprised how much I am not constantly second guessing whatever it is that I'm doing, um, whether it's work or flipping, making dinner, unless I'm following a recipe, which even then, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's very like, I'm, I'm either, I'm either constantly second guessing or I'm very much just like, boom, spontaneous doing a thing and then seeing if it, if it worked out or not. Um, it really depends on the people I'm with actually, now that I'm thinking about it. See, look at this. I'm now I'm second guessing even my answer to this question. <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because you have nailed it. You know, I've known you for a lot of years at this point, but early before we became closer, I would have absolutely said, oh, well, she has never second guessed a thing <laughs> a day in her life. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. You know, she's got the answer. She's figured out who she is and where she's going. And that's what's up. And then I got to know you and I was like, oh, no, she's a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I have this memory of being at a work party. Right. And, um, and I was having a great time. <laughs> I, I was having a great time. Open bar. All my friends are there. The music is hopping and I am dancing my butt off. And one of the newer people comes up that I've been friendly to in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. She comes up and she just tells me with a big smile on her face, but she's like, you are terrifying. And I laughed at it. And then later I'm like, what the hell does that even like? Oh no, am I? And then I'm thinking about it, right? And I'm like, huh, I should take a lot of confidence into that. Sounds pretty cool. And then I'm a little like, oh man, but like, did I say something? <laughs> like, why is it too is much? It, right? Is it too much? I don't know. Am I that person at a work party? Because you'd never want to be that person at a work party, right? No. Let somebody else be that person, you know? Or I, I have this terrible habit at work that my coworkers will be like, yep, where I'll. I hate showing anybody something not, not even half done, but like 95% oh. done, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, no, don't look at it. And this is like my peers, people that work under me, people that are over me, like if it's not, which is unfair because I should trust them to see my work and know that it's okay. It's undone. They're designers, they're developers. They've done this before. Right. But I have this immense fear of them being like, oh, I hate it. I'll be like, I know it's not done. No, wait, don't judge me for this. Don't judge me for this work. Let me finish it first. And then I'll put in so much time and effort and be like, oh, it's not that good though, is it? And they'll be like, well, we did some work. And I'll be like, oh shit, if I had asked you two days ago, this would have worked out better. So I yeah. can totally relate to that. Um, I am more willing, though, to share my work with somebody that I'm not close with Ooh. than somebody I am close with uh -huh. because I don't want to be judged by the person. For example, my, care my poor husband. Yes. <laughs> I If I am writing something, if I am in the middle of something and it is an unfinished product, I, I mean, I, he's lucky he hasn't lost a limb, <laughs> an eye, something like it. that. Yeah. <laughs> I am terrible about it. And it's it's just this like guttural reaction that is if I if I had paused to think about, I would be fine, but I'm so not willing to show the unfinished product to someone yeah. that I care about that I can really relate to where you're coming from. And I don't I don't know what that is. Whereas if it's someone off the street, I'm like, hey, do you want to see this? It's half done, but like it's kind of cool, right? Right, but you'll <laughs> never see them again. Right. Right. It's right. like it's it's interesting because I'm actually much more willing to show my because when you're a game designer at least in my experience you need to be able to divorce yourself from the work that you're doing don't be possessive about it mm -hmm. right because extenuating circumstances will always demand that you could be a hundred percent in love with the piece and then something will happen and be like it has to change right, right. it can't be your baby because your baby's gonna be taken away and adopted by somebody else right? oh my god 
<laughs> well, that's yes. horrifying. So, or, or where it's going to come down from on high where they're like, Hey, you know, that baby you spent the last six months on, well, now it has to be blue. You got to figure out how to make that work. And you're like, Oh God. So, so I'm way more willing, but if it's something that's like personal, like a painting that I've been working on or, um, I don't know, like a new recipe or something, a much more, I don't want to show it to anybody until it's done. Or if I do show it to someone, it's much more like, here are the things that I already think are wrong, which is hilarious because I tell people, like I've told my interns and like people I've mentored and stuff, like never do that. Absolutely <laughs> never. Like, do what I say, not where, as I do. You, I know, right? It's like, don't put bad words in other people's mouth. Let them come to their own conclusions. Like you just showcase and let us talk. But here I am. And I'm like, I had this idea for a story but I'm suddenly too embarrassed to tell you. So you'll have to imagine what it was. <laughs> so like, like stuff I want to share, but I'm desperately embarrassed to do so. <laughs> you got to get that mama, mama bear character. I know. I got to get to my, just... get to my OC, man. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Mama bear OC. <laughs> so uh, aside from uh, designing your mama bear character, what is something you <laughs> wish you had more time for? Oh God, all of my hobbies, man. <laughs> I've got six sketches oh that are gosh. ready to be painted that I did a long time ago. And, and I just haven't, I haven't made time to paint. I've got a whole bunch of pressed flowers on that desk that I was going to make some sort of banging thing for. I took the day off today because I was like, I have had plants sitting on my yard in their containers for two weeks. And they are going to die unless they put them in the dirt. And we didn't do it last weekend. We didn't do it before that. We got to do it now. <laughs> I have books that I bought a year ago I want to read. I've got recipes saved I want to try. I want to go hiking. <laughs> like, I desperately want to take my son places, like, in the woods <laughs> and stuff. And, and I don't know what happens. A weekend happens. And I was like, huh, I think we just kind of all hung out. <laughs> so what like, you're saying is you became a parent <laughs> oh but I want to be you know the unrealistic expectation of perfect parents <laughs> where I'm Don't doing stuff and I'm getting stuff done and, and I know it's unrealistic but I still want it yeah what do of I have course. not have all of my hobbies man all the things that I, I wish I had twice as much time and still want to I still want to take naps and sleep it wasn't until I, I lived in the virtual world here mm -hmm. which is amazing is that i i have found the time as a grown-up to schedule 15 minutes to nap during the day oh, but see that's and not a the, nap oh yes it that's is not my nap. Naps, no, marissa my no. naps were three hours i didn't oh, that's nap. not a nap that's like an i fell asleep, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like before i had a son I would, I would just be like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. And then I would wake up and be like, oh my God, it's dinner time. And I would be horrified. But every time in the middle, <laughs> I'd wake up and be like, so toasty warm. And then just turn over and cuddle back to sleep. Like, like Taylor would see me and be like, I should wake her up, but she's so comfortable. Well, I'll leave her for a little bit. And then it'd be the next day. Like I don't nap, <laughs> I fall asleep. And I haven't done that since my son was born. <laughs> and I miss it <laughs> if it, if you had those kind of naps then um yeah I don't know how to help you I've got yeah, nothing some people don't know about me I can sleep anywhere my superpower yeah well we both know that I can too that's for sure and the <laughs> fastest way to get me to go to sleep is to put on a film <laughs> <laughs> that is so true that it is so really true. is it really is uh so I did want to circle just because we're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. hobbies for two seconds DIY gin I know oh, yeah. the listeners would love to hear about that what's the scoop because it's not it's not hard um why did I get into it I don't remember why I got into it I think I I think I was oh I just I look at recipes and like if you if you look at my internet search history it's mostly food animals plants art occasional drama <laughs> and so I at some point I must have come across a DIY gin recipe and I love gin and really it's just good vodka Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be but it should be good vodka juniper berries and then whatever additional flavorings you want because vodka and juniper is going to be a little bit much but you can do anything it's really you just you let it sit with the juniper for a little bit first because that's that's that is the base of all gin flavor 
And then anything on top of that, if you want to go warm, you could do cloves, maybe cinnamon. Um, I've done lavender. I've done citrus before. Um, the thing that's actually kind of ruined it for me, ironically, is I have this favorite brand of uh, Bar Hill Tomcat style gin aged in bourbon oak barrels. It's golden, a little bit thicker. It is wonderfully spiced. The, the description, I, I don't even get sponsored by these people, but I would do commercials for them. The, the description <laughs> I would say, if like, if gin tastes like pine trees, which a lot of people say it does because of juniper, then Tomcat Bar Hill gin tastes like Christmas. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so good. And, and I drink it and it's amazing. And it just recently became available locally, which was terrible for me personally. Um, <laughs> But the thing is, it's very rich and I can, I can steep all of those ingredients in a gin bottle and I can let it air because you generally want to let it air for a little bit to let some of the alcohol burn off because again, straight vodka is the base. It'll be harsh. Um, but I don't have bourbon oak barrels to let it. And that really adds like a, like a thickness to it in a, in a good way. Um, and I actually agree you can buy those. Oh, you most of can. them. Most of them go to beer distributors, which I understand. Yeah. Um, so once I started having that here regularly, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my standards are raised, man. <laughs> I totally understand that. And uh, if you want, I definitely have a list somewhere of places you can buy near no you. No kidding. All yes. right. Because we be did dope. it when we were brewing. We did it. We oh. bought at one point, I think we had three different barrels going. And so we got them from distilleries uh, used. Let's see. We had a used um, uh, whiskey barrel. We had a used. No kidding. And we mm -hmm. had a used. I don't remember what the third one was, but we had we had three different barrels at one point. And yeah, uh, they're definitely sourceable. You can definitely get them. So well, that would be interesting because I do feel like I hit a peak with my gin where mm -hmm. it was good. You know what I mean? I liked drinking it. Other people like drinking it, if I say so myself. Although they're my friends, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, second guessing yourself. It was delicious. I know, I know. God, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but but I was, you know, I knew I wasn't going to hit that. But if I can get some bourbon oak barrels, let's see. I do also have this dream, which is ironic because I don't even drink that much mead. But in Vermont, my parent, my in-laws have a friend who makes his own mead. Mm-hmm. And they also have, I don't know if he did this with help, but they've got a lot of carpenter friends. I've got a lot of, they, they're, everybody up there is tremendously handy. And he's got taps from his mead, which brews in the basement, all the way up into his kitchen, built into the backsplash. So he can just take a bottle and go like, and pour himself some mead. And they've got, they have music parties like once every month or something like that. And when we go up there, it's always like they've got the mead label. And I was like, I want that. I don't, I love mead. I don't drink it that much, but I want to have mead on tap in my house. There's yes. something just amazing about having that. And I was like, maybe it'll be gin. I don't know if gin on tap is a good idea, but <laughs> <laughs> just put really tiny cups next right, to it. Right, like right, 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 right. Mouthwash size cups. <laughs> Well, I hope that happens for you one day because that would be super cool. We've talked right? about running tap lines in our walls a million times and well, it hasn't it happened fridge, yet. I remember that. Yep. That yep. was really cool. Yeah. We still have a four tap uh, a kegerator here, but mm -hmm. we have talked about running it through walls before because that just feels cooler. Right. So, we'll it's see. Very Maybe much when we this redo is the kitchen. House, yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe when we redo the kitchen in the uh, the someday, maybe, hopefully plan. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. That's like three now more on our list. There's there's only so many rooms left on the house that really need to be done. And first it's going to be the bathrooms because they mm -hmm. need it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, if these guys do good on our bathrooms, next is the kitchen. But we know that's going to be, that's a, that's a project. That's a project. Kitchen, yeah. Especially with children. Yes, yes. Going, going down, so to speak, as far as, you know, having that, having your kitchen down for a period of time is really tough. We right. recently replaced a sink in our house and it took a significantly longer time than we thought it would because we got, we really upgraded the sink. Um, mm. That's the short answer is like, we got this massive sink with a crazy drain. And since we were doing that, and when I say we, I completely mean my husband. Uh, we, <laughs> but you were there for more I was support. there. Yeah. Uh, I provided him beverages when needed. Uh, we, we upgraded the garbage disposal. And then the big uh, thing down here is putting in um, instant hot water taps. 
Uh-huh. We put that in too. So with a press button, cool. you have instant 200 degree or 210 degree water. I more and more now in, in kitchens yeah. of people that have redone their stuff where it's like in this, and they'll have that faucet that's specifically for filling up pots, like mm-hmm. by the oven, which I thought was a tremendous luxury, but I've seen like three houses now with it. And they also have, if they're real fancy, they have that instant like psh, hot yes. water. I'm like, damn, is this like a thing now? It is. It's the best. This. It's the best. And you know, it didn't seem like it was that hard. But again, I wasn't really <laughs> doing it. It looks so, easy from afar. It did. It did. That wasn't the thing he complained about the most. But it was very difficult to be down. I think we were down without a sink maybe five days. And oh, we ended up boy. eating fast food for dinner like for five days in yeah. a row. Now, yeah. it was fun. It was fun because we lived in a new environment and we had chains that we weren't familiar with. But by the end of it, we're like, we never want fast food <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. That was terrible. I'm not you sure. You think we recovered it's fun now. until it's yeah. about five days. And then you're like, <laughs> I miss my own cooking for some reason. Definitely. Like, can I, I just want a salad. <laughs> I just want like mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. How about if you had a theme song, what would it be and why? <sighs> see, this is where it gets second guessing because. I know what I want my theme song to be. Okay. But is that quite braggy? Is that quite unrealistic? Is that is that the I'm Captain, you know, Commander Shepard instead of Nicole? Okay. Well, here, let <laughs> me let me make it easier. Let me make it easier. What is Nicole's theme song and what is Mama Bear Nicole's theme song? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now you don't have oh, a second man. guess. Well, Mama Bear Nicole's theme song is probably <laughs> okay, I don't even know what you would call it, but there's a band that I I really like, and I I I would describe them naively or ignorantly, probably because I'm not super into that scene in real life. Um, as like Nordic pagan rock? Question okay. mark. Okay. Um, I know, I know, I know, but it's like they're they're called Hell. Let's see, I'm not even gonna pronounce it wrong. Hellion. Heel young, heel heel lung. See, I don't speak Norwegian. I don't know Me if I'm neither. pronouncing it correct, but it's very guttural, very acoustic, very badass. I think, and listening to it, just feel like really freaking powerful, and you're gonna do it, and like you're really <laughs> like it just feels really good to listen to. Like you're just gonna take on the world, um, and that's what Mama Bear would say is her theme song because it's badass and awesome um and what would Nicole's oh god <laughs> something nicer <laughs> probably something something more um there's a song called glider from okay. sable sable it's a soundtrack of a video game that I, I played a bit of and it's a it's a beautiful concept and it's a really nice happy um kind of adventurous song see i'm i'm using only positive words here mm-hmm, <laughs> for mm-hmm. this but like the questions like this always make me think about how when people say stuff like um like there was a trend for a while where people would have their i don't know about spirit animal but maybe like personal animal where they're like in real life i'm a wolf on the inside i'm a wolf or a, a cat yeah. or a dragon yeah. or something and it's like interesting how everyone's always a wolf or a dragon or a whale and not like a chipmunk or <laughs> or I don't know like a praying mantis or a nick and mole rat or something like that so whenever someone's like what's your what's your song or your your you know your personal motto I'm always like oh man I mean I know what I want it to be but is it actually like you know is my spirit animal the eagle or is it that squeaking rain frog that's like <laughs> just this little sphere of toughness it's got its own little squeaks and he's just a frog just a tiny you know, sweet little frog just a tiny sweet little frog like a happy a happy little frog that just wants everyone to have a good time and make sure everyone's you know healthy and happy and feeling well, good about themselves well if anyone out there wants to do some kind of mashup song that takes glider by sable <laughs> and some Norwegian <laughs> rock and puts them together. Just oh, they're name very it, different. Name it, Nicole. <laughs> uh, we are on our last direct question and it's not actually a question for me. It is the ask me anything round. And this is your opportunity to ask me anything. So. What's your song? What's my song? What's your song? 
well, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> you said F me anything. All right. I'm what's, my song? At you. what's my song? Uh, well, it certainly isn't Let It Go because of the lyric, uh, the cold never bothered me anyway. We've eliminated that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Disney, what, girl. It so does, Disney. It does play in my house all the darn time now. That's um, your own fault. You know, it is. It is my own fault. This is true. Uh, but it's awfully cute to hear it get requested by the almost two-year-old. <laughs> What's my song? I... I can't, I have a hard time committing to a song. I really do because right? I think it's very so dependent songs. on a day. There are so many. Um, but if I picked favorite song that maybe I would, I, I like to think of um, as my song, uh, it would be by Zach Brown Band. Uh, mm. And the lyrics in it, well, it's called Toes. Oh. And the repeating lyric of it is Toes in the water, ass in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold drink in my hand. Ooh. Life is good today. Uh, and so I like to think that I try to embrace that song as my anthem. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to go with. Zach you know Brown what? Band, Toes in the Water. That's a great answer. And that makes me think of one of my other favorite songs. Which oh yeah, is called sweater weather. Yeah. There's a really great line in it. I know, right? To so just go in the other direction, but there's a really great line in it uh, where it goes, "All I am is a man. I want the world in my hand." Yes, and it's such a great dichotomy where it's kind of like, "Well, I am as a person, but I really want everything forever." <laughs> <laughs> and that that's a good song. That really is like a good that. song. That is a good yeah. song. I like that one a lot. And I thought of I thought of some things that I've been curious about lately. Okay. I just looked at I looked at my uh, saved tabs on my phone because that's usually a pretty good thing. Like, what have I been thinking about lately? So ninety percent of it is different cookie recipes. That makes sense. Um, as well as the books on gardening for vegetables. But I've had a couple different different books that I have been attempting to read. One of which is just about how to raise a happy child. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> no one does. That's the secret. But I have another one that is um, all about the immune system. And oh. it's called, um, hold on, Kirkus. So there's this YouTube um, channel called Kirkus Cat. And I'm not going to spell it for you. But um, <laughs> it's all about science breakdowns, pretty much. And they wrote a book recently called Immune. Um, and it's this deep dive into the immune system. And it ironically, it was not COVID that got me into this. Okay. But we just watched the channel and they were like, we wrote a book. And I'm like, I'm buying this. And I started reading <laughs> it. And um, it's bananas. Like it's bananas that there is um, this incredibly complex, insanely powerful and smart system within our bodies that science knows a whole lot of jack shit about. Um, huh. like, like there are numerous points in the book where he's like, this is an oversimplification because every time I tried to dive into it, it kept going and it became, uh, a, a, just a rabbit hole of people being like, we think it works. This way. Maybe. Maybe, but then we tested it like this and it turned out something different. So it's kind of like this me. And it's just such a, it's such a new evolving field, but it is, it's so cool. And it's so like I cannot overstate how complex and powerful every person's immune system is. Like That's it has the ability, like, like at the start of it, it's like you have something inside of you that is capable of handling literally anything the world can throw at you. Hmm. If it if it can if it gets it right, pretty much. Like it is, is the most amazing. sophisticated system known to man. And it's like, that's so cool. Can we <laughs> use it for better? And they're like, we don't know how it works yet. And you're like, damn it. We're so close. <laughs> sort of studying it. Um, so yeah, that's been something that's been, that's been really, really interesting lately. That's, that's fascinating. And definitely uh, nails home the, the curious uh, aspect that you were telling us about. <laughs> definitely. I can tell you, I've never picked up a book on the immune system, but I'm happy to hear your Cliff's Notes version any day. <laughs> well, there's so much shit like that. Like whales don't get cancer. Elephants don't get cancer, but they should because there's more of them. Cells divide, hmm. make cancer more likely to happen. So you'd think a whale 
being the size of a school bus with the heart the size of a VW bus should mm -hmm. be terribly riddled with cancer and dying all the time. But it's not. And science is like, that's weird. Why doesn't that happen? And I'm like, that is weird. Why doesn't that happen? Click link. You know? <laughs> and if it's not an actual PhD level paper, then maybe I should read it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Now I just want a constant uh, stream of consciousness from you. Like whatever you are. I will text you stuff. Yeah, whatever you're curious about at that yep. time. I would be, I'd be very curious to hear where your curiosity leads. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two very short segments left before okay. we wrap up our time together. And the very first thing is the question I ask everybody, which is where can people find you on socials? Oh God. I mean, I guess Facebook or LinkedIn. I'll be more likely to respond to LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Link, LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm fairly active on Facebook, but it's just posting pictures of my son. <laughs> Lately. <laughs> He's so darn cute. That's Pretty worth much. it right there. He is flawless in every way, as far as I'm concerned. That's um, true except for when he's doing things and I don't understand why, like, why are you upset right now? I've done all the things I don't understand what's wrong. Oh God. Oh God. What am I doing wrong? I'm failing as a parent. And then I just spirals from there. But another, and, and other than that, he's flawless. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's got to keep you on your toes. That's what kids are for, for sure. I know. And our very last thing that we have is what I call happy hour. And that is your self-promotion or passion time. Speak to something that you want to spread the word about. Oh man, I mean, preachy soapbox time. Um, shop local, don't use single use plastics, try to reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, climate change is real and it makes keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> I worry my son's never gonna have the opportunity to make a snowman, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm you know, I can't promote the stuff I'm working on, it's not announced yet. So mm -hmm. it's just the things I think are important, which is try to be happy. Try to be good to one another. Treat others as you would have them treat you. Just just be nice to people and think about the environment when you're doing your shopping. And see if that can, you know, if that can work itself out for you. And if it can't, that's okay. It can't work for everybody. It's important. You just do whatever's best for you. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Uh, and I am here with the last sip of my uh, Daily's Pina Colada Frozen ah. Cocktail. And I will, I will tell a review. you that... Good. It did its job. It's, it's tasty. It's it could definitely use more booze. Uh, but it it scratches the itch of a pina colada that can live in your freezer for months, uh, with no blender required. So I'll well, say no blender it. is key. No blender is pretty clutch. Uh, and it's it's slushiness maintained for a good hour, which was nice from a frozen solid state. So I didn't feel like I had to rush to drink it. And I'm in a very hot room. Mm. Uh, so I'd give it I'd give it like a a solid B, a B. So I don't know if I'm in a hurry to rebuy, but uh, it's it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. Well, my drink age. is gone. I drank the whole thing. I'm feeling it a little bit and it was perfect. <laughs> well, it's the end of the show. So I'm saving my last sip because I have to toast to you. I really, really wanted to make this rhyme. I tried so hard. Oh, with and Nicole? Instead, no, no, not with your name. Just oh. with like things that you have said. And so let me share with you my notes. <laughs> uh some of them okay so we've got bears and whales <laughs> and kindness and gardening and gin and paint i think you just summed me up as a person and i, I got <laughs> i got nothing i couldn't make a rhyme and that's how i know there wasn't enough alcohol in this thing <laughs> oh well, well because shoot. that's when my poetry really comes out but instead I will raise my grown-up Capri sign to you and say thank you for coming on the show, for being a wonderful friend and mother, which I know oh, that you, you are. Uh, and you have just been nothing but kind to me since the day that we met. I loved catching up with you. Are one of only a handful of people that are our only reasons that we're sad that we don't live in New York anymore. And we think of <laughs> you all the time, all the time. We love watching your baby grow. And uh, Good, I keep sending you pictures. I keep them coming, <laughs> keep them coming. And if anyone knows why like half naked events at daycares are happening now. Okay. Okay. You can't just say that. Yeah, I can. It's going to get a lot of comments. Mac and Tuesday is messy. 
<laughs> they don't want to clean his clothes. It makes sense. My <laughs> kid went to daycare today and I am pleased to announce she stayed clothed the entire day. <laughs> Dude, it's a good day if my son comes home in the same outfit I sent him to daycare. In. Yeah. It's rare. It's so it's, rare. It's not uh, often. No, no. I always send at least like three changes of clothes. And when they come home clean, I'm like, what did you do today? <laughs> All right. Clearly you were not an eventful enough day. Yeah, exactly. Then I looked at her feet and I was like, oh, you were outside. Oh, <laughs> gross. Gross. <laughs> but, well, Nicole, cheers to you. Thank you for cheers coming to on you. today. You're a wonderful person. And uh, I can't wait to see where you go next oh thank you everything you just said i'm gonna throw right back at you twice <laughs> as hard marissa it's so great to catch up with you thank you cheers all right cheers thank you for tuning in to a toast and a tale we are so glad you could join us for a drink tune in next week to hear the tale of another amazing guest interested in being on the show find at a toast and a tale on facebook instagram twitter and on our website www.atoastandatale.com where you can also find past guest information, our merch shop, and more. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share on your favorite listening and social media platforms, and we'll be back next Friday. Until then, may your troubles be less, your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Cheers to you!